Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. And remember, you can always access the show if you miss a segment by accessing the podcast. That's available at 989theanswer.com or via the array of apps that you can listen to the show on. I've had friends say that the signal in their area is not what uh, it needs to be on certain days. Maybe it's cloudy, maybe it's rainy, whatever. You can always listen to the show clearly via the uh, iHeartTuneInRadio.com app, or you can download the Answer app. Get access to all your favorite Salem Media Network hosts. Easy to do. Very, very, very easy to do. Uh, We had uh, a White House press briefing yesterday. First time in a long time. It's been a couple weeks since Corinne Jean-Pierre, the liar-in-chief, was back in front of the assembled media at the White House. And uh, it seemed like forever since Peter Ducey, and Corinne Jean-Pierre had a good exchange <laughs> at the White House. And they had a really good one yesterday. Peter Ducey's been away for a while. And he came armed with a notebook full of questions. Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre didn't really want to answer too many of them. Here's how that sounded. The Secret Service is paying $16,000 a month now to stage near Hunter Biden in Malibu. Who's paying for that? That's a question for the Secret Service. Okay. Hunter Why? Biden is reportedly selling art to pay for his $15,800 a month rent in Malibu. How can you guarantee that people are not going to be buying this art to gain favor with the president? That is a question for Hunter Biden and his representatives. It's, it's a question I, I know, I hear, I hear, I hear your question. We know one of got a job from the Biden administration. Can you guarantee that there is no I hear, quid I hear your one? question. I'm not going to get involved in this. That is a question for Hunter Biden's representatives. So, but we know that uh, from a Hunter Biden associate now that he sold the appearance of access to then Vice President Biden. Are you confident that he has stopped doing that? That is a question for Hunter Biden. If somebody is selling the appearance of access that is, to the White House, that, that is, is a question for the White House. No, that is that is your uh, your I don't know how you're perceiving That's my that. That's sworn I, testimony I, by I, Archer. He said, "I am just not, Peter. I'm just not going to get into this. I'm just not." So. This testimony, since the last time that I was in here, uh, Devin Archer talks about how he and Hunter Biden tried to profit off the Biden brand. What is the Biden brand? Not going to get into it from here. I'm not going to get into it from here. We're going to move on. Go ahead. Where is she going to get into it from? If not from there. What is that? You have to go out in the hallway? She can get into it in the hallway? How is the White House not allowed to... Answer these questions. How are they? Uh, let me say that again. How are they allowed to not have to answer these questions? How are the other White House reporters not sitting there going, yeah, that's a good question. Why don't you answer that question? I've done that before in press conferences. I'm not going to answer your question. And then I'll ask a question. I go, why won't you answer his question? His question's a good question. I'd like to know the answer to that question. What are the other people doing? It's more interesting to me when I watch Ducey badger her to watch the other reporters who are sitting there like, oh, I can't believe he's asking this. Oh, come on. Can we get back to, like, what kind of flavor of ice cream Joe Biden likes? 
Now, this is interesting that one of his questions was about Hunter Biden's art and Hunter Biden's art sales. And she's like, well, we're going to have to ask Hunter Biden. I remember when the whole disclosure of Hunter Biden being a guy who was now going to make a living selling his art. I remember when that came up. It was the summer of 2021. And Corinne Jean-Pierre was, you know, a nightmare we hadn't suffered yet. Back then it was little red lying hood, Jen Psaki at the podium. And she was asked about Hunter Biden's gonna sell huh? Finger painting, watercolors, sketches, what? And this is fraught with peril because anybody who wants to curry favor with the president can just cut out the Burisma middleman and just hand Hunter Biden hundreds of thousands of dollars for elementary school art. Why didn't you think of this back in 2014? You could have saved yourself a major investigation by the House Oversight Committee. And Jen Psaki at the time was like, oh, no, 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 no. Now we're going to establish a firewall. Nobody's going to know who's bidding on these items. Remember, this is how it went. Hunter Biden, you confirmed yesterday that he will be meeting with prospective buyers, but you also said that he's not going to have any conversation. Not that he's meeting with prospective buyers, that he is attending uh, gallery events that had been prior, uh, prior plans and announced. There could be prospective buyers there. He's not, those discussions will be happening with the gals, but that is different than meeting with prospective buyers. If there are prospective buyers there, you said yesterday that he is not going to have any conversations related to the selling of art. How can the administration guarantee that? The selling of his art will all happen through the gallerists, and uh, the names and individuals will be kept confidential. We will not be aware, neither will he be aware. Is there anything stopping anyone from directly telling, though, Hunter Biden that they're going to purchase his art, and if they do, the American people won't know who they are. He will not know. We will not know who purchases his art. He will not know, and we will not know who purchases art. What she didn't say was, will the person who purchases it know whose art it is? Because that was the clear impression they left us with, that the gallerist, oh, I mean, if you want to be protected, like if you're going to a movie at Easton, forget the concealed carry. Take a gallerist with you. I mean, a gallerist. You talk about <laughs> you talk about protection. Like you can take, you know, Spider-Man or any other Marvel superhero with you or you could take a gallerist because a gallerist, everybody knows, a gallerist will keep everything separate. You'll be like it's a cocoon of protection. It's like the little girl in the Incredibles to be like a bubble around you. No 13-year-old Columbus kid will be able to shoot you if you have a gallerist creating a bubble. And that's what the gallerist was going to create around Hunter Biden's art. Back then, Jen Psaki got a follow-up question. Are there any specific procedures you can tell us that are being put in place to ensure that these conversations remain, as you say, not about the sales? Will he get ethics training? Will he have to report afterwards about the conversations? Anything specific you can tell us about how you are monitoring this? Well, again, I think uh, it is certainly a commitment that has been made by all parties involved. Uh, He is not involved in the sale or discussions about the sale of his art, and he will not be informed of of the sale of his art and who is purchasing that art. That is a commitment that's been made, and we expect that all parties would abide by it. Oh, well, a commitment's been made. I mean, 
who doubts the Biden administration's adherence to all the commitments that they have made? After all, they always are telling us they're doing everything they can on every single thing. Well, their commitment is rock solid, right? Would I be out of line to wonder about, back to Ducey's question yesterday, Hunter Biden staying in a rental property in California that he's paying $15,000 a month to rent? Does anybody remember when Hunter Biden was in court in Arkansas? A hearing about his child support, his monthly child support of the grandchild that he fathered that didn't exist the invisible seventh grandchild until Joe Biden got hammered on it by Marine Dowd of the New York Times and decided that, yes, I do have seven grandchildren, and the seventh is Navy Roberts, a little four-year-old girl fathered by Hunter Biden to a stripper who he doesn't even remember sleeping with while he was in a coke-induced stupor. Does anybody remember Hunter Biden get his child support for Navy Roberts reduced from $20,000 a month to $5,000 a month because, and I quote, I can't afford $20,000 a month. Turns out he could afford $20,000 a month because the difference between the $20,000 he was paying then and the $5,000 he's paying now is $15,000, which he is now paying to live in a rental property in California with the Secret Service staying across the street. And why can't Corinne Jean-Pierre answer the question, Who's paying for the Secret Service? That's a question for the Secret Service. Why? Why is it a question for the Secret Service? Why can't you answer it? Because the answer, of course, is the American taxpayer is paying for it. You and I are paying for it. <sighs> the whole thing. Here's the here's the instructive thing to take away from this whole thing. Rather than to get caught up in the minutia of the, I can't afford the child support. We're going to have a firewall between the art and the buyer and the gallerist. Watch the gallerist. The gallerist has our back. No, no, no. The takeaway from all this is big picture, two years. Big picture over two years. Remember Jen Psaki? She was doing her best, double backflipping through, you know, a hula hoop to convince you that, oh, there's a firewall. Now they're not even contending there's a firewall. Hunter Biden's selling his art. We put some Democratic donor who got the art. We put him on a big committee here at the White House. They visited the White House. Here's the visitor logs. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. They're not trying to hide the art. They're not trying to hide the fact that Jack Smith, the prosecutor who's indicted Trump twice, once in Florida, once in Washington, his top lieutenant met with Biden before they raided Mar-a-Lago. They're not trying to hide it anymore. Trump's going to be in court the day before Super Tuesday. They are so blatant now, so blatant with their election interference and their persecution of Trump that they're just not even going through, not even masquerading, not even hiding that they're really trying to be fair. They're not even trying to hide it. Uh, They are not trying to hide anymore their effort to take Donald Trump out. Uh, They're saying it out loud. Uh, Here is uh, Jason Johnson, who is a miserable MSNBC commentator. There's no other kind. Uh, talking about the end game of the endless Trump investigations. As far as I'm concerned, the the all of these court cases, all of these indictments don't mean anything if he's still able to run for president next year. 
If, if, if unless he is found uh, disqualified from running for president, he is still a danger to our democracy. So if this is a step in the direction of preventing him from running again or forcing him to step down, then it's great. Uh, you very seldom hear anybody cheer so openly for uh, election interference, but uh, Jason Johnson, well, at least the mask is off over there at MSNBC. Now, I told you that the top lieutenant to Jack Smith, the henchman that Merrick Garland put on the Trump investigation, the special uh, counsel, uh, his top lieutenant was a guy named Jay Bratt. So Jack Smith's top guy, named Jay Bratt, was a Justice Department official in 2021. Now, let's pause for a second. Independent councils are supposed to be, it's not a trick question, independent. They're supposed to come from outside the government. So what is Jay Bratt, who worked at the Justice Department in 2021, what is he doing as the top lieutenant to the supposed to be but isn't independent council? And in, what was Jay Bratt doing when he went to the White House in the fall of 2021 to meet with Joe Biden's deputy chief of staff, a woman by the name of Caroline Saba, an advisor to Biden's chief of staff, Catherine Riley? Well, Bratt went over there, and then after he went to the White House and met with all Biden's top honchos, where did Jay Bratt go? He went to Miralago. That's Trump's place in Florida, where the FBI, a couple months later, raided and took all the pictures, arranged all the documents on the floor, on the stage, made it look like Trump had no security in place at all. Except Jay Bratt had told Trump when he went to Mar-a-Lago to look at the documents while Trump was negotiating with the National Archives, just put them behind a locked door. You got the Secret Service here. Everything is fine. So it sure seems like Jay Bratt went to the White House, met with Biden's top people. I can't imagine about what. Then he went to Mar-a-Lago and told Trump, nah, it's good. Just You're negotiating with the National Archives. If I were you, I wouldn't give them to the National Archives. Just put a lock on the door. Everything's fine. And then after Bratt went to Mar-a-Lago, guess where he went? That's right. He went back to the White House and he met with the same people again. Sounds an awful lot like a progress report to me. And then when Jack Smith was named a special counsel, what do you know? Jay Bratt ended up his top lieutenant. Now, all of this sure looks like Joe Biden had a hand through his surrogates in coordinating the raid on Mar-a-Lago and the subsequent indictment and then revised indictment issued by Jack Smith. But if that's what it looks like to you, well, that can't possibly be, because after all, a couple of months ago, remember, Joe Biden said this about his detachment from the entire Trump investigation. I have never once, not one single time, suggested to the Justice Department what they should do or not do, relative to bring a charge or not bring a charge. I'm honest. Oh, well, OK. See, he's honest. See, he's never once told them what they should do or what they ought to do because he's honest. He's totally honest. So here's the totally honest Joe Biden at the White House yesterday talking about civil rights and racism and all that. He's got a long history on these types of matters, most of it questionable. 
But here's Joe Biden at the White House yesterday. Mr. I'm honest. Would never tell you a lie. Let's check this. But pause for just a moment. I thought things had changed. I was able to literally, not figuratively, talk Strom Thurmond into voting for the, for the Civil Rights Act before he died. Hmm. And I thought, well, maybe there's real progress. But hate never dies. It just hides. It hides under the rocks. Now, he was talking about that because we unfortunately had a shooting at the University of North Carolina yesterday where a professor was killed by, it appears, an Asian immigrant. And we, of course, had the racially motivated shooting in Jacksonville, Florida, over the weekend. So, of course, Biden was talking about, you know, racism, hate, hate hides. And he thought it was gone, but it wasn't. It's under a rock. But that he had done his part. One more time. Listen again. What he did to help heal racism in America. But pause for just a moment. I thought things had changed. I was able to literally, not figuratively, talk Strom Thurmond into voting for the, for the Civil Rights Act before he died. And I thought, well, maybe there's real progress. He talked Strom Thurmond into voting for the Civil Rights Act before he died. Now, Strom Thurmond is generally regarded as a longstanding U.S. senator who was a racist. Strom Thurmond died in 2003. The Civil Rights Act was voted into law and then amended in 1964. 1964 and 1965. But pause for just a moment. I thought things had changed. I was able to literally, not figuratively, talk Strom Thurmond into voting for the, for the Civil Rights Act before he died. Strom Thurmond did not vote for the Civil Rights Act in 1964 or 1965. And while he is old, ancient, so old that 77% of Americans say he is too old to be effective as president should he run and be elected in 2024. While he is very old, older than dirt and dumber too, Joe Biden very likely did not Literally, not figuratively, talk Strom Thurmond into voting for the Civil Rights Act in 1964 and 1965. A, because Strom Thurmond didn't vote for it either year. And B, because Joe Biden was a college student in 1963 and 1964 or 1965. That's the veracity that you can count on coming from the commander in chief of the United States of America. He's honest. He's never intervened in the Trump matter at all. Never met with Jay Bratt. Never directed his lieutenants to meet with Jay Bratt twice around a raid at Mar-a-Lago because Joe Biden's honest, so honest. He talked Trump Thurman into voting how he didn't. <laughs> 